Hey, ODPH Society and wrestling fans, this is Ken M. from the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And in case you didn't know, I co-host the wrestling show with Rich from the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. You can hear that show each and every week on the 3FN Network, which is located at 8122productions.com. But for the month of February, we're sharing the show on the ODPH Network. So you can hear, jump on board, interact. It's a fun time if you're a wrestling fan, so definitely check it out. Let us know what you think. Here we go. installment of 3FN Presents The Wrestling Show. And that's right, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm your host, Rich, and with me as he is each and every week, he is my co-host here on The Wrestling Show, but he, you might know him more as the host of the ODPH Podcast. That's right, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. We got Ken M here. 3FN Nation, what is going on? So happy to be back, and let's talk some wrestling, shall we? You know, uh, between the two of us, uh, both being hosts of shows, multiple shows, and co-hosts, and all that happy jazz, we did, we were very bad at our jobs last week, because we forgot to say that, you know, now that we're in February, that you can find the show on both channels for this month. <laughs> I figured drop it as a surprise, because the downloads, and thank you for everybody that's been catching on ODPH Network, uh, you can find the show not only on the 3FN Network, on A122Productions.com. You can also find it on OchoDuroParlayHour.com. Every Friday, we are posting it, and the downloads this past weekend have been very, very good. Awesome. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we'll have it up on 3FN uh, earlier. I do believe this one will be going up on Monday. Right. So we're just kind of doing it separately. But no, at the end of February, it'll be just on here. So we're kind of trying to get people to uh, come over. And... Yeah, because we've had so much feedback when we do our wrestling show on the ODPH that we were saying, well, you know what? I'm also on here talking with Rich. We go deep diving into subjects that we don't talk about on the ODPH. So if you want your wrestling fix and... Hey, if you check out any wrestling show during uh or any any of our Twitters during any wrestling shows, especially for WWE and AEW, you know we get into lengthy discussions with fellow podcasts, fellow fans. So we figured, hey, why don't we let everybody know about this show, what we do here, grow it, and obviously keep that conversation going. So there you go. Now you have the uh, the announcement. I feel like we covered the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that, if you would like to comment or talk about anything we talk about on this show or just in general or anything you would like to see or talk about anything at all, feel free to do it on the social medias. On Facebook, it's 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Uh, for the wrestling show, use the hashtag 3FNW. Also, uh, you can find us on 8122productions.com, as he just said. You can find all the uh, links there and uh, everything else, including the link to go to the ODPH. We'll 
talk about that later. Anyways, as we plug things at the end, but absolutely, you got to get that opening plug out there as well. And of course, if you would like to get the bonus content, including the bonus subjects we talk about, and uh, just so you know, we open with 20 minutes of UFC talk for Patreon. You can do that on patreon.com slash 8122productions for as low as $12 a year. So that $1 a month and a $3 a month tier. But, you know, for the $12 a month, you get all the bonus stuff. It's the best investment you can do. Plus, you get the hottest show behind a Patreon wall from the artist known as hashtag Big Natty Cool. That's right. Love is scary. Dr. Derek, he's doing his thing, man. I got to do some, uh, we'll be doing some recording soon. I told him I have some uh, written in stuff from fans. We've, yes. got, we've got Eddie, Eddie from Deposit. We got John from North Fenton. We might even have uh, Sean from Endwell. There's, there's, there's quite a few fans that are uh, reaching out to ask the, 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 the advice of the love guru himself, Dr. Derek. It's slowly taking over the airwaves, folks. So you can get on board at the early stage or be jumping on later, but save the time now. Jump in in the infancy. You're seeing an artiste at work. And I just want to point out, we don't put this on Patreon because we don't want you to hear it for free. We put it on Patreon because we can't play it for free. Exactly. I can't even advertise it on the ODPH. I can't. I've had two providers tell me I cannot talk about this on the air. Yeah, it's 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 uh, viewer discretion is advised uh, when we're talking about uh, love is scary. Just so you guys know, so and it's not a gimmick. Trust me. No, it's hear, not. But a gimmick. it'll be it'll be the most entertaining uh, stroll through uh, the insanity that is uh, Doctor Derek, aka Diesel from Three Fat Nerds. And also, if, with that, with the bonus content, you also get the unedited, uncut, and uncooked Three Fat Nerds podcast, where you get to hear more of Diesel, uh, because uh, there's things that are too hot for the airwaves that we would get canceled for, so he does them during the breaks for Patreon. You'll get to see it. We did one of the a very close Love is Scary kind of segment this week. Yeah, I wasn't even going to touch upon that, but that was an incredible segment. And like I say, as a Patreon subscriber, I get to hear it every day if I want to. I get to hear it all the new content when it comes out, so why not jump on board? Enough said. Well, you know what? Let's jump right into this podcast because you know what, Ken? It's time! That's right. It's time to start the show, and it's time for the opening bout. Now, last week, I said that I was going to review the best... I sent it out to the fans and said, hey, give us the best AEW Dynamite episode so far. I'm going to put that up against just whatever was going to happen this week on NXT because I am of the sound mind that NXT, uh, whether, you know, I, I, once again, I don't care if you're a fan of AEW. I don't care if you're a fan of WWE or NXT or New Japan or, I, mind you, I'm a fan of a lot of things. I'm, I'm just saying as a wrestling show as a whole, I believe NXT is the better show. Now, honestly, you're, you're going to get the guys, okay, I get it. AEW wins every week in the, the ratings. It's fine. Uh, there's a lot of reasons I think that the ratings don't matter. Just throwing it out there. If we're going to be honest, uh, first of all, it's a new day and age of watching stuff on television. I don't think either one of them count for what they stream because mm-hmm. I know you can stream uh, AEW show as of the next day, I do believe, on yes. the TNT app and T- TNT slash TBS app. I know that you can uh, stream the next day on USA, the USA app and on WWE Network NXT. So, I mean, <laughs> there's people watching because they cut the cord. I mean, that's the big thing. Everybody's cutting the cord. Let's be honest. Mm. And that's why everybody's gone to these networks, i.e., think about it, Bleacher Report Live, BR Live, is where you go to see AEW pay-per-views. I do understand they're on terrestrial pay-per-views, but nobody's buying them on there. They're mostly buying on BR Live in the States and, of course, Fight.TV internationally. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, let's, let's be honest. And, and that's going for both sides. That's not just me defending... NXT for those people out there. That's I'm saying there's more people watching AEW than what you even know because they're doing it on the apps. Yeah. And uh, th- we don't get those numbers. 
So I, I'm pretty sure that both are getting well over a million. Yeah, I would say that's a fair statement. I think that's the the fairest way to put it. So, but I'm still at the sound mind. It's a better wrestling show, and yes, there's some growing pains. I'm going to give the out. I'm, I can I don't normally give the out. I'm give the out. There is growing pains with AEW. It's only been around on television since October. October. Yep. So we're not too far into the lifespan. I think we're 13 episodes in. I do believe that's what it is. 13, 14, 14, 14 episodes in. So you know they're still new. I mean, there's things that I, I wish they would address and take care of because they should take care of it as soon as possible. But we, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I ended up getting a treat this week because I we, there were some responses and I took those into consideration. But when I watched AEW this week, uh, on this, the next day, I didn't watch it live. Guess what? I think this was the best episode they've ever done. I have to agree. I th- I said it was the one before Jacksonville. That was my personal favorite one. That, that was a good did. one, too. Yeah, the one at the end of December there. This one I thought was arguably their strongest work. Um, not perfect by any means, but I thought it was a step in the right direction. I like what I saw with this episode a lot. Albeit, though, how they closed, which we'll deep dive into. Oh, we're going to deep dive. Yeah. Well, let's just get right into well, it. Well, yeah, let's do it this way. Uh, I also said that I was going to put it up against what NXT was doing this week with flying going. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week was a good week for, a- for AEW to go against it because it was wrestling light on NXT. There was way more talking segments than we're normally used to on NXT. However, with that being said, I think AEW was the better wrestling show this week yeah. as far as in-ring action. However, I think the better show when you go into storylines was NXT, and I'll, I'll discuss that because they, they covered a lot of ground in, in NXT. Uh, but let's start with AEW. Uh, what can you say? Uh, this was a, a, I still wasn't a fan of the women's match. No, better than what we've seen, but still not there. They're, they're, they're still struggling in that women's division. I, I, don't, I don't know why they're struggling in the women's division. I mean, I, I get that there's not a lot of star power there. I, I, I understand that, but I just don't get why that's such a struggle. With that being said, it was it was better than, than normal, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I just don't know. I, I wish they would fix this problem. This is one of those problems that I'm like vehemently against with these guys. Mm-hmm. Is that they, they go ahead and they do all these things and it's just not it's just not there. Uh, let's go in order this show, though. I, I, I Let's back up. So, yeah. uh, Moxley versus Ortiz. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, it, we were. It was a match that we thought we were going to get. We're building towards Revolution, which is coming up at the end of the month. They, you know, they injured uh, Moxley with the eye incident. Uh, of course, Ortiz is a member of the Inner Circle, mostly in tag action, and uh, Moxley gets a little bit of retribution at the end of this match. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something to build him back up. Obviously, his struggles with the Inner Circle, and he's still rocking the eye patch, uh, which. I, I, I don't know exactly what I think about that yet, but I, I'm still okay with it. Uh, I mean, solid to put him over and where he's going from there. I mean, obviously, we're all signs point to revolution. Yep. Uh, next matchup was SCU versus the Best Friends. Solid tag team match. You know, two veteran tag teams know what they're doing in there. Very solid. The end of this match comes uh, with the Dark Order coming out. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my problems. Uh, they did something good and bad. So the Dark Order comes out. Christopher Daniels comes out, runs the Dark Order off after they've been attacking him. Of course, they've been alluding that Christopher Daniels, between the YouTube channel and uh, also television, they've been alluding that Christopher Daniels may be either the Exalted One or just a member of the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think he's. I think he's the uh, the Patsy, if you will. 
I think he's the red herring. Yeah. I don't think he, I, I think it's going to turn out. It's not him. It's somebody else. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, it was it was that that part of it I thought was cool to build the story. It just it went flat when you. There's nothing special really about the Dark Order beatdowns. I mean, in no disrespect, because I love the Beaver Boys. That's right. I'm a column for what they used to be, uh, Reynolds and uh, uh, Silver. Yeah. But I don't know if they're big enough stars to be Dark Order like stallmates i mean there is no huge star in the dark order because they've really never developed the smash brothers that's right i'm still gonna call them the smash brothers yeah, let's just call them the smash brothers and they've never really developed them fully they, they've this like they herk and jerk they do that all the time they gas it and then they take the foot off the gas and they keep doing it and then you have another tag team with them technically and it's just like i don't get it i don't get why we should be invested in this i know they're trying to do something left to center with a non-traditional storyline i guess but i agree with you i think that how they're presenting the Dark Order, and we haven't been shy about talking about this. When Marty Scroll signed with ROH instead of AEW, in our collective opinion, that really threw a monkey wrench in this entire plan. So I think now they're still trying to regroup and re-scramble because I don't think they have a clear-cut idea who's going to be the exalted ruler as it's panning out to be. I have my own thoughts, and I want to get into that a little later. But... This one still needs a little bit of work. They need to add like a Jake Hager type character into this group. Maybe Wardlow, because obviously after the MGF uh, program runs, he's going to need something to do. Or could it be somebody else that they might have signed? Possibly a Brody Lee. Yeah, I, I, yeah. who knows? I mean, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, jumping over to the next match was the women's match we were talking about. Yuka Sakazaki versus Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm reading this off of BR. Bleacher Reports thing. They gave this a grade of A+. I'm not sure what match they were fucking watching. No, everybody's really hyping up about the Britt Baker heel turn. And it's okay. I mean, she's had some great interactions with Tony Schiavone and JR, but I'm not sitting there going, you know, I'm I'm not sitting there blown away by this. In fact, this made me turn the channel. I was so disenfranchised with it. And it's nothing against the wrestlers. I just think this whole storyline is just forced and it's not coming off good by the way while the segment was going on mercedes martinez wrestled on nxt just throwing that out there yeah so <laughs> I, I, it's one of these things is not like the other exactly no and that's the thing i, I turned away because like what they've been trying to do with britain push her to be heel and that's fine but then it was like they had her knock some teeth out and she like just to really sell it not we don't need to hear the Britt baker is a dentist we get it that's the gimmick okay like, it's when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would use to run, hey, you know we're on the Avengers? It's the same fucking well, the, thing. Well, the worst part about it is that they go half the time of, of the, the, the dentist thing, and the other half of the time, they're just trying to make her into Adam Cole light. Yeah. Just because she dates Adam Cole doesn't mean she's Adam Cole. I'm just throwing it out there. Why can't she just be Britt Baker? Because I think that's just fine. Yeah, ex- exactly. No, no, I'm with you, and that's... Like I say, there's still progress to be had. Next up, we got an eight-man tag match, the Elite, which I, I have a problem with this because, I, if memory serves me right, Hangman Page quit the Elite months ago. Remember, it was on the Being the Elite channel. It was after he lost the title match against Chris Jericho, and he said that he didn't have it, so he quit the Elite. And he even said this when he did his drunken hangover from the cruise and said, I quit, and they're not letting him leave? It's... 
I understand what they're doing with the storyline against him and, and setting up for him against Omega, which I'm all fine for. But well, oh, I, but but put it this way, I'm great. I I, I like the storyline they're going for. Period. Because mm-hmm. it looks like they're like doing a multi-angle storyline here. Because you have him in Omega's champions. You have the Young Bucks who obviously want to be champions. It's causing a rift. There's you can see like a rift between Omega and the Young Bucks a little bit happening, mm-hmm. and I like that because that's like it's making something happen. And of course, you know, inevitably there'll be a hangman. Uh, Omega, you know, brawl at the end. But I think there's going to be a rift between the elite as a whole. I think yeah. that's what they're going with. I like the storyline. Don't get me wrong. I'm really actually a fan of the storyline, and I'm a fan of how they're doing it. I even like how they did it in the same man tag. Very Japanese wrestling style. Mm. Very New Japan style, which no surprise there. Uh, the match itself was a good match. I mean, oh, yeah, great match. Yeah. And once again, the end of the match is is basically set up for all of that. You know, uh, Hangman Page is uh, basically missed the buckshot, and then uh, the Butcher uh, turned the blade inside out moments later, and then Page's left knee damage earlier in the match. Penta Driver, one, two, three, and, you know, basically leaves Hangman Page going, where the fuck were you guys? Yeah. And, I mean, I like all of it. I like all of it. But So the winner was the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros. Good match, and it's set. And, and here's where they do great. This is this is a storyline where I'm like, oh, I'm invested. Have you noticed? I'm like, oh, this is a good storyline. Mm-hmm. I need to see more of this, though. Yeah. More of this. Yeah, they just got to tidy up some little plot holes. Where where I where I like the one part of like the Christopher Daniels tease for Dark Order, but the whole storyline as a whole is not getting over with me because it's too. Eh. This is one of those storylines where it's it's hitting on all cylinders. I'm like, good. Let's just do this. Yeah. Uh, next up was finally, finally we get this match: Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian. Finally, after a month of maybe being booked and not being booked, and then I guess Joey Janela's not booked for the next two weeks. By by the way, yeah. well, I, I, I'm not going to give how our, our sources for that one because we do have some sources, but mm-hmm. I won't give that person away. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to be revealed, but yeah, we have really reliable sources to say he's not booked the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. By the way, BR Live didn't get it either. They only gave this a C plus, and I think they were just being and on the curve. That means it was more like a D. Yeah, nothing really too much to write home about this. Uh, I guess it's the payoff to the feud. Maybe uh, Janelle has been vastly underused since he's been over in AEW, in my opinion. And you know, maybe the time away can kickstart some energy for it. I don't know. And that brings us to the main event segment. Yeah, the here it is. Ten lashes of doom. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to say this as an emotional segment. Great emotional segment. I dug. I dug the emotional parts of the segment. Uh, I, I'm putting it over before I chip it away a little bit. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. I'm just letting you know. I thought it was a good emotional segment. I thought it builds a little more into the feud. I'll give them that. I understand what they're doing with the story. That's it. Because mm. here's my problem. Lashes historically have been something that happens after you lose a match, not to get a match. Right. You're also asking the fans at home to forget the fact that we know that Cody Rhodes is the executive vice president of AEW. Mm-hmm. So if he wants a match with MJF, the way they should have booked this was simple. MJF could have made all the requests. Cody could have cut that same great promo, but at the end of that promo, instead of accept, he should have said, like, I can do all that, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the bottom line. You work for me. No matter how much you don't like that, you, you sniveling, nose little son of a bitch, you work for me. Guess what? You're just going to fight me. You have no choice. And that bothers you. And you could have built a great storyline off of that. So we end up with this lashes, and you have the people who like it and the people who don't like it. Yeah. And the people who like it, you hear going, oh, he's so brave, and he's doing this for the product. But he doesn't have to. 
Yeah. And it doesn't make sense in the storyline wrestling. Now he has to also step inside of a cage with Wardlow before Revolution. Yeah, is that next this week? I think, I think that's this week or the next week. And that makes no sense either. Why is he jumping through hurdles to get to a match that he can just make? And I understand people, but, but Rich, storyline, it doesn't matter. He's intertwined into his storyline that he's the executive vice president. And he gets the big elaborate entrance even when he's cutting a promo. Yeah, just the whole Rhodes family gimmick, I guess, in AEW, if that, if that makes any sense. You're right. It's very public knowledge that he's the EVP. Very public knowledge. Same thing with the chief branding officer, Brandy. So we know where they rank in the company, so you can't do this, I have to jump through hoops angle, when you're already established. I will say this. If this was, if it the match happened at Revolution, mm-hmm. MJF wins the match and the stipulation was the lashes and it was the next night, the next Wednesday on Dynamite, I'd have been all right with the segment. Well, yeah, because the lashes ahead of the match, I mean, I don't know if he's just trying to do too much old school booking, but even that's not old school booking. Old school booking is, is a stipulation for the winner. Yeah. So it's not pre, it's always post. So I don't know if he was just trying to do it to draw more storyline to him well I'm, I'm assuming he's doing it to draw more ratings period yeah but at the same token it would have been a bigger pop the next night so my my here's where i'm going to say the good and bads also i was i had i was all right with the young bucks being out there uh obviously great friends they're all executive vps they they started this company together yeah uh, for moral support i believe the bucks should be out there mm-hmm. and I, they did a great job of well they've, they've cornered kenny omega in in japan forever so they understand how to corner somebody and be very nice i loved Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes made this segment. The fact that he comes out and he says that he wants to take him for his brother after the first however many. I think it was like four or five. Of course, MJF does the heel thing and won't let him. And then he's out there to cheerlead for his brother. I love that. That was that was the emotional part you needed. Yeah. The fact that Dustin came out and was like... Dustin is their MVP. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's their amazing. MVP. I don't give a shit. He's amazing. And that was great because there was emotion there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can't do this to my brother. I will take it. Just like, you know, protecting his brother. Great stuff. The Brandy stuff was unneeded. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. She didn't have to come out on the last lash and just be like, okay, honey, one more. Like, the way that they should have done it if they wanted to bring Brandy out, and I, I heard somebody else says, I can't, I don't even remember who it was, so I can't give credit. They should have had MJF because he gave one of his lashes to Wardlow. They should have been like, okay, you have to give him a lash, and it has to be legit. Like, you can't just give him a weak-ass one. If you want him to succeed here, you have to give him, and, and made her do it. You know why? Because it would have been a better story. Because it would have been that one, like, that tear-apart moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only thing I could guess with Brandy, and this is something I was going to touch upon a little bit too, the whole Nightmare Collective, I guess, is now dead in the water because of this, of her coming out to, you know, be a face and help Cody, which, all right, whatever, it is what it is. I still have a feeling by the time it's all said and done, she's going to be the head of the Dark Order. That's my early prediction. She could be. Yep, she's going to be. And I'm also saying on the flip side too, I'm not doubt that I'm not doubting she's working with MJF, like they would do some kind of weird cock angle like that. No, I'm not either. I don't doubt that either. And I was just going to say that. Uh, here's my uh, speaking of cock angles. My problem with the, that is a whole with the Nightmare Collective just coming to an end. If this, that's the double standard that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. If this was WWE, even though everybody hates the cuck angle on Raw, if WWE just abandoned that and just was like, we're not doing any more, no clarification, you would have these people on their tight keyboards going, well, you can't just do it without a final. I know it didn't work, but you got to find that out. You got to, yeah. But AEW doesn't, they're like, yeah, nothing to see here. 
It's going to become a thing. Trust me, in the second segment, we're going to talk about that again. Nothing to see here. And, and it drives me nuts as a double statement. Standard. Uh, the other thing that drives me nuts is uh, MJF is great. Let's be honest. Uh, he's money. Yeah. I loved him on the mic during the segment. I loved the lashes. I loved even when he gave Wardlow the shot. I love everything he did. I love everything he did right into kicking him in the nuts. It was great. Great. Mm. Uh, we didn't need the plant fan attacking him. Yeah, again. Again? I, we didn't need that because I don't think that was needed. He had enough heat already. That crowd hated his, you know, whatever. But they weren't attacking him. Get out of here. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's the second time they've done that. I mean, the first time was th- having somebody throw beer on him. I mean, that was completely staged. You don't need to establish that he's a heel. We get it. He can draw on his own. So why do we need the little extra so-and-so? Because it's a Cody storyline. So, critiquing this, this episode overall, I give this episode an A. I think it was a very good episode yeah. uh, overall. I know I, I detracted, so, but that's opinions. Uh, there's things that they could have done better, things they could have done worse, but overall, they hit a home run. They hit all the notes they had to. They advanced the storylines. I'm super interested in this the Hangman Page, uh, the, the elite, if you will, yeah. storyline. I'm super involved in the Cody and MJF storyline. I've always liked that storyline. I, I don't understand the sense of it. But at the same point in juncture, all right, you know, I'm, I'm in. I want to see this match. And last but certainly not least, I'm, I'm a fan of the Moxley inner circle line. Yeah. Uh, that was great with the key to the eye. You know, he's picking them off one by one on the way to revolution. Let's see if they can uh, spike the ball. You know what I mean? Of course, Pac, uh, inter- you know, challenging Omega to a rematch. And we're going to see next week at an Iron Man match. Rio getting destroyed by Nyla Rose in that same segment. Like, so we missed, we glassed over some stuff. But whatever. That, that stuff was good. I, I, as a whole, the show was great. Yeah, from top to bottom. And I'm going to be honest. I thought this was the first week that it was better than NXT. Yeah, partially because NXT kind of took a break from the wrestling. We're not going to go through every match on the card of NXT because, trust me, the wrestling was great. The wrestling we did see was amazing. However, they did a lot of stuff with talking, but I think they proved a point. I think NXT can succeed as a, with a story-driven thing. I think that that's what they're trying to go with now. Mm. And I'm not saying that we're going to not see action because I think we're still going to see the same great action we always see. But I think we're going to a direction that, okay, we see what AEW is doing. We have the better women's division in NXT. Check. Mm. We have the better tag division in NXT. Check. Or at least the action-wise. Yeah. We have the better men's division in NXT. Double check. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. It's deep, my friends. It's really deep. Then, what could what, what, what set us apart? Stories. They told more stories to set up for TakeOver Portland, which, newsflash, main event of the show will be us previewing TakeOver Portland. They did more in this show to set up TakeOver Portland and make it seem like a gigantic deal, which it is, than that it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, we got this uh, segment between Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, where Finn Balor's reasoning for coming back was great. My reason for coming back is everybody said you're the next Finn Balor. You're not the next Finn Balor. I'm going to prove that. And Gargano's response was good as too as well. I don't want to be the next Finn Balor. I want to be the first Johnny Gargano. It was just a great little thing. There's some things that they missed, but it was a great interaction. Yeah, a little delayed reaction uh, for Finn after Johnny walked off and kind of did this punchline. Yeah, I, I thought that kind of hurt him a little bit. But it, you can say it was what time difference or whatever the case was from when he heard the line. I mean, but it's minor though. Yeah. Uh, of course, the big segment. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, Flair comes to NXT, gets in there. Bianca Belair, who I didn't expect to be part of uh, that segment, makes the segment. Yeah. Her and Rhea Ripley. Uh, I love the uh, Bianca Belair line, you don't even go oh. here. It was good. Dropping the mean girls on <laughs> it. It was. It was good. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we are NXT. Uh, as they give a little beat down to Charlotte to, you know, 
solidify that they're NXT. I thought that was cool to like put that in there as well. We're definitely gearing up for Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Let's yeah. be honest for the NXT Women's Championship or NXT Championship. However, they're counting that. We had a great uh, cruiserweight match with uh, Swerve. Ah, uh, Swerve and Devlin. It's great, man. Devlin's Devlin's a star, man. He's great. And Swerve, I love Swerve. It was a good match. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff that went on the show, but we got to talk about the big thing. Yeah, mind you, I'm, I'm gonna give the show an A as well. A uh, little less rex- uh, wrestling action in NXT, but let me give it the mark out moment. We had a main event that featured the Undisputed Era. That featured, you know, your normal main event when you have to deal with the Undisputed Era. We had the Broser Weights out there. We had Tommaso Ciampa out there. You know, you had the Undisputed Era. But, but, that's not the talking point. The talking point is what happened after the match. It looked like we were going to get a normal Undisputed Era beatdown, right, Ken? Mm-hmm. Looked like that's where we're going. Yep. The lights go out. And then they, when they come back on, they don't come back on as normal lights. No, they're black lights because we have the finally the return of the Velveteen Dream, baby. Sorely missed, but man, did he ever make an impact. By the way, did you hear that pop? Yeah. Not only does he get the pop, not only does he clear the ring, but then in true Velveteen Dream fashion, he rips off his first pair of tights to reveal that he's wearing a pair of tights that has his picture on it, has the picture of Roderick Strong's wife on it, it has a picture of Roddy and, and Marina's uh, child on it as well, along with the Call Me Up Marina t- uh, tagged around his ass as he beats down Roddy, who was the main reason why he was out injured. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rick Rude comeback. Oh, son of a bitch. It was good. Yeah. I mean, everything they had about this match. And I do have to make a correction because it was Scott and Garza on the on the show. Oh yeah, Scott and Garza. Yeah, yeah and Devlin and Devlin against Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. That's but okay, just sorry. for how good top to bottom the it was and to see Velveteen come back who has solidified himself as a major player in NXT, one of the best out there doing it, who is who plays the fine line of heel and face like nobody else. Man, that was just awesome to see him come back. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was uh, That was my moment of the week, by the way. So uh, There was a poll out there from one of our friends. They said, uh, what was the moment of the week? My moment of the week was the return of uh, the Velveteen Dream. Rick Rude style, maybe? Yeah. You I can... know the lashes are what a lot of people were going with, with Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I, I think Velveteen Dream is way bigger. Velveteen takes something simplistic, like the Rick Rude tights, and just makes it into something else. That he becomes must-watch TV. Like, the thing with the lashes, yeah, it was interesting and different, and it really pushed the storyline, albeit, though, how they kind of forced this in there, I don't know, I still kind of go back and forth about. But overall, when Velveteen came back, I mean, especially it was the run over time, so everybody was watching AEW flipped over like me, that's everyth- that's what everybody was buzzing about, so even though they had this great segment with the lashes. Yeah, you ended by watching NXT when you flip the channel and you see the return of the most charismatic man in all of sports entertainment. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. There's Nobody's no more him. of a charismatic. He's, he's, he's like the third character in line in all of WWE, in my opinion. Yeah. Only probably behind The Fiend, maybe even second, just behind The Fiend. Yeah. But he's definitely the most charismatic character in the entire WWE, NXT, AEW, no matter what. Yeah. There's nobody that's more charismatic than the Velveteen Dream. And he's been out for a while. They could have saved it for TakeOver. They could have saved it, but it was perfect timing yeah because nobody saw it coming and then the rick rude homage was just on the money it's something that velveteen would do it was beautiful it's going to set up probably a takeover portland match between the velveteen dream and roderick strong that's what i'm assuming has to it hasn't been announced yet but i you know when we talk about the preview later i'm gonna we'll pick somebody in that match just because i think that they're gonna do that Mm. i'd be i would i'd be surprised if they don't yeah be really somewhere or another they're gonna they're mixing it up but obviously we have to do when we can uh 
Uh, we're going to change gears for just a second. Like I said, I, I'm going to give it to Wednesday Night War this week. I will give it to AEW. I think the AEW show was better, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And, and there you go. So for all you people thinking that I cannot be unbiased, I am very unbiased. I thought it was a better show. However, with that being said, I don't think the NXT show was bad. So I think if you're missing out, if you're not watching both, I yeah. quite honestly, if you're a wrestling fan and you're not watching NXT and AEW, I think you're There is still things that AEW needs to do and do better, mm-hmm. honestly. But this week they showed that, hey, we can do some things. I hope they keep that going and it'll keep me watching. Yeah. However, if you're not watching NXT for whatever reason, because it's tied to WWE, do what we said we're doing on this show. The WWE products are Raw and SmackDown. NXT is its own thing. NXT, NXT UK are their own thing. I understand they're owned by that company, but they are completely different products. So everything else they got going on. NXT was an amazing show. And if you're not watching both as a wrestling fan and you're a true wrestling fan, for some dumb reason, please tune into both. If you're watching just NXT and you didn't see AEW this week, I, 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 you know what? There's some weeks where you might have gotten turned off because you watched it and it was a bad show. I'm going to tell you what, if you want to get turned back on and get back in the loop, this past week's episode was really good. Or just watch Dark because mm. Dark's always entertaining. Right. On the other end of the thing, if you're an AEW fan and you're shitting all over NXT because it's a WWE product and won't give it a chance, man, watch NXT. It's a good product. It's, it's everything that AEW wants to be is what NXT already is. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope AEW can get to that level. It's spot on fact. I mean, they're getting better, which that's what we want to see because we don't root against AEW. We just call them out on what they are. Yeah, somebody's got to call them out on their bullshit. In the second segment, there's, there's going to be some of that going on because, uh, let's be honest, the quote-unquote, and I'm doing air quotes, journalists and wrestling Ugh. do not hold any foot to the flame for AEW at all. Occasionally, there's a couple of them coming around. We talked about what culture last week. Yeah. But outside of that, there's a lot of them still, and we'll talk about it in the next uh, segment, but... Yeah, uh, as far as the show goes, Wednesday Night War, I give it up. AEW, you win. I, uh, this week was good. It was a great show. Right uh, I, and I would definitely watch it if you didn't. I'm going to take a quick detour before we take a break. And uh, my indie weekend. It was a big independent weekend. I can't say it enough, man. Independentwrestling.tv, man. Get, get you some. If you love wrestling, check out and support independent wrestling. The best way to do it. And they don't sponsor the show. I want to go on a limb and say independentwrestling.tv, as much as I'm plugging them, does not sponsor the show. If they want to sponsor this show, I'm going to offer that up to them. That'd be awesome. But they don't sponsor this show. I'm just such a wrestling fan. I want to see good wrestling. So I watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. They had a huge weekend this weekend that I was excited about because I'm a huge, absolute, intense wrestling fan. That's right. AIW out of Cleveland, Ohio. And they had their first live stream on IWTV uh, uh, after the merger with Smart Mark Video, which we got a lot of good action. That was on Friday night. Great show. Built to last. If, do yourself a favor if you do not know I look at the three fatners at three fatners pod on Twitter I was live tweeting if you are not familiar and I said it there with AIW get familiar if you are a wrestling fan it is one of the best independent wrestling promotions on the planet period amazing work and you get a little bit of everything because you got great matches you had a six-man scramble match that features the six of the best wrestlers in AIW you had a match between filthy Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb yeah we had a four-way tag match to determine number one contenders for the Wrestlemania show in Tampa uh that they're running uh, as part of the collective uh, that featured our good friends uh that won the match too the to infinity and beyond the tag titles were on the line bear country versus PME 
great matches, man. There was so much good stuff. And, of course, if you want some fun, they had fun, too. They had Super Oprah versus Hornswoggle, uh, <laughs> or a.k.a. Swoggle, whatever you want to call them. Oh, man. Such a good time. Yeah. Uh, they opened up with the return of Chase Oliver, man, and uh, that kid impresses the shit out of me. Out for a year with an ACL injury, comes back like nothing ever happened, didn't miss a beat. I'm, I'm waiting to see that kid do some big things. You keep your eye. These these are the future of wrestling. Trust me. It's, it's going to be there. These, these kids are the future. Uh, with that, there was a freelance show also on Friday night. Really good. Headlined by a former AEW superstar, now current freelance champion, Kylie Ray, taking on a guy that I'm very familiar with from the old CZW days, the ego, Robert Anthony. If you don't know him, super talented. Uh, he's uh, he's accompanied and managed these days by Frank the Clown, just throwing it out there. Oh, but there was so much talent. There. Uh, I, it was the first time I got to see Effie Russell. Uh, he's making a big name in the indies. Uh, he he was talented. Very, there's so many talented guys on the freelance show. Watch that show. Also on sa- Saturday we had the uh, two shows as well. Uh, uh, Chikara had a show. I'm not a huge Chikara fan. I did check it out just to support. It was decent. And then uh, CZW ran a show. Yeah, I was hearing some on Internet IWTV. We got a new Wired champion, uh, Casey Navarro, taking the belt off of AR Fox and what was considered to be a barn burner i didn't see the show yet and it wasn't up yet uh just to watch it was live and there's a show on coming on tonight there's so much stuff you can get watch shows live you can watch a bunch of stuff that's on there older stuff newer stuff it is definitely worth it independentwrestling.tv once again they don't sponsor us but they do sponsor uh, uh aiw so i will tell you this use the promo code absolute at checkout and you'll get 20 days free you that's right you can't beat that you get to watch it for 20 days you decide if you want to keep it or not then you don't. If not, if you want to keep it, it's $10 a month. It's a, it's a great deal. If you don't want to keep it, no harm, no foul. But if you use the promo code ABSOLUTE, 20 days. Best deal in town. And uh, I think I'm allowed to use that officially now because they, they use I used, uh, I plugged them in a Twitter thing and they used that as a thing to plug their, their ABSOLUTE. So that was good. Yeah, a lot of retweets and stuff, uh, including uh, like and retweet from one Alex Shelley, who had a hey. great match with Lee Moriarty on the AIW show. Trust me, you want to see that. Great match. Uh Good stuff going on for our podcast, for the thing. Once again, uh, independentwrestling.tv is a way to go. IWTV is, is great. You're going to hear us talk about it because we are very fans. And maybe we can get Excite Wrestling on there. Uh, we might know a guy. Yeah. We might know a guy that we might not get, get to and see if uh, how we get that on there. I mean... I have to see what I can pull. I mean, I'll have to talk to somebody down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, shooting alone, we have to get Moose in here. We'll have to get him in the show because he's supposed to come on the show. Yes, he is. He's the promoter of Excite Wrestling. We are going to get him on the show. We have to get him on the show. Uh, We'll make time. Maybe the next one. Who knows? We'll try to get him in here, work it out, and then we'll put the screws to him. Yeah. We can't let him know that, though, ahead of time. No, 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 no. It's a blind thing. <laughs> yeah. We've we, we got to ask him why he's not. He's, he, he's, there's, there's commentating. There's great cameras. He brought those new cameras. He's got the footage. Why is it on IWTV, baby? Spread it out to the world. Everybody else is on there now. I mean, that, smart, that merger with Smart Mark Video was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. So you have so many options as a wrestling fan, man. You got the WWE, you got NXT, you got AEW, you got independentwrestling.tv, you got New Japan. NJPWWorld.com, in case there's anybody else that I have to give that one to. 999 yen. It's about $9 a month. It's good stuff. Uh, you got Ring of Honor and Honor Club. There's so many ways to watch wrestling. You can't beat it. And it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. With that being said, we are going to take our first break. You're going to hear a promo from one of our great hashtag next wave, hashtag pod nation, hashtag 607 podcasters. One of them. Well, I don't know which one we're going to play because uh, I didn't plan that far in advance. No, but, let, let the dice roll. Just go throw let the a, dice roll, name. baby. You're going to hear a podcast. You, could, you should check them out because they're friends with us if you're on patreon you patreon you won't hear that on patreon you're going to hear us talk a little more about intergender wrestling uh but but all of you when we come back 
we're going to talk about the mid card. And in the mid card, we got a lot of quick hits coming at you. And uh, we already promised some of what we're going to talk about. So we'll be back in a moment. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Oh, yeah. Get it, Ken. Oh, yeah. Ken's getting at it with that guitar, baby. Well, Curse, you know it's time for the mid-card. And uh, this week we got a lot of quick hits. But, uh, you know, we're going to keep it. Let's, let's just open hot. Let's, mm-hmm. I don't even need to open my, my, my file for this to open hot. So, of course, the long-rumored uh, plan that we, we that the world has been talking about and including AEW alluding to over and over again, of course, was Marty Skrull was coming. And everybody was like, where'd Marty fit in? And so, you know, naturally, the time he was supposed to show up was around the time we were supposed to originally meet the Exalted One from Dark Order. So we're like, oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. He's a villain. It's a villain stable. Why wouldn't the be the villain be ahead of this stable? Hmm. The story writes itself, by the way, because the elite left without him. You could do you did a great story there. Yeah, it, it would make because remember he's personally he has, whoever it is has a personal grudge against the elite. This would make sense. It would make the most sense. Well, you know, obviously, uh, they, they thought they had a layup, and it wasn't a layup as Ring of Honor re-signed him, and no no villain to AEW, and uh, that's caused a lot of sparks. Well, this past week, Matt Jackson, uh, during a Twitter Q&A, was asked if the plan was to have Marty Skrull be the exalted one, and Matt Jackson responded with one word, and that was nope. And then the supposed wrestling journalist... That's right. These guys who like will whine and cry, bitch and moan, and write every bit of nonsense that they can about WWE, which we always have in our nice little files here, uh, turned around and went, Not, nothing to see here. He said, nope, that's it. Uh, let's forget the fact that you've like basically set up for that shit, man. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get Matt Jackson's not going to just, uh, and I, I wrote this to you when I said it earlier, yeah. I get like Matt, Matt Jackson's not going to say we fucked up, dropped the ball, and didn't sign him. He's not going to say that. No. Of course he's going to say nope. He's, I'm not even taking this out on Matt Jackson. I'm taking it on the the, the the wrestling thing with basically was like, oh, that, there, you heard it here. It's done. Yeah, it's just, it's it's foolish. Like, where do you expect Matt to say no? Of course he's not going to say, yeah, we completely screwed up and admit defeat on that. And when it's revealed to be Brandy Rhodes, I'm still not going to care about the storyline because I'm fully <laughs> saying it's it's going to be. It's Watch, it'll be something stupid like that. And for the journalist calling it out, it's like, stop. Just no. Well, there's another big thing came in now. So uh, Chris Jericho uh, was uh, doing a show. Uh, uh, was at a striper show at the House of Blues in Orlando. You know Random. who else was? You know who else was at that striper show? EC3. One EC3, yeah. And uh, Jericho posted a picture of him and EC3 looking like they're blitzed out of their mind. By the way, yeah. Uh, where uh, he posted said, "Great chat." With at the real EC3 tonight in Orlando, big things coming in the future for this talented brother. Uh, dot 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 at all elite wrestling. Jericho wrote that EC3 responded with great advice, great show. So, so uh, when is EC3 gonna get fired? 
uh, any day now, or he is really trying to push for a contract renegotiation with WWE and running with that. Like I say, it's just when the fake news gets running around in the, in the wrestling journalism stuff. Like I said, last episode, last segment there with uh, Matt Jackson. Uh, I, I wouldn't look too much into this until you hear that he is released. Uh, this is a good way to get fired, a la Jimmy, or, yeah, Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs somewhere right now is going, Where? Did, why hasn't he been fired already? I got fired for just taking a picture, let alone all that message. Yeah, so unless this is supposed to be used as a contract renegotiation ploy, but then again, how good of a look is that on AEW? That you've promised, what, Brian Cage, you've promised Marty Scroll, you've promised X, Y, and Z, you know, you promised, you know, the Conquistador number 28. You can't be throwing this out there unless you have a deal worked. Because people are not going to believe you. You're crying too much wolf. Yeah, I agree with you. Speaking of more drama, uh, by the way, this is not new news. This has happened a lot. Uh, everybody knows that Jim Cornette is not a fan of Kenny Omega. And that's that's been going down for quite a while. But I guess this recent one is the reason why Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer's longtime friendship is, is over now. He chose Kenny over Jim. I, I can't make this shit up. Real world and wrestling journalism and wrestling personalities sometimes is weirder than fiction. So anyways, it, it come, for some reason, a fan uh, reposted, of course, the infamous uh, Kenny Omega and DDT taking on the little girl, uh, which for some reason, Jim Cornette, if he's tagged in these, cannot refrain from like saying, he's, he's bashed this on podcasts, he's bashed this in interviews, he's bashed this all over Twitter for years now. Yeah. Years. I don't know what makes this any different. I don't know why this ends the Jim Cornette, Dave Meltzer, whatever. But he responded to this because the guy tagged him in it and said, the best wrestler in the world, folks, and that's how he left it. Uh, it just said, but the best wrestler in the world, folks. Of course, he was being sarcastic. Mm. Well, Kenny Omega decided to respond, which he does occasionally to all of this anyways, with saying, don't you, you don't you usually stay in character when you post online? Question mark, question mark, question mark. In either case, thanks for the high praise, Jim. Made my day. Of course, he's taking his sarcasm with sarcasm, just so nobody's lost at home. Yeah. BT Dubs, you going to be at CTE2 again this year? Question mark. Maybe you'll move a few items and actually be allowed in the green room this year. I'll put in a good word. Thumbs up. Well, this is not Chael Sonnen, Conor McGregor level trash talk, but uh, it is something if you want to buy into it. Uh, Cornette has never been known to duck a topic if he thinks he'll give him a couple clicks, so I'm not super surprised there. And Kenny Omega, uh, not built for trash talk. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he's never been a trash talker. He's, he's got to work on that. He's, yeah. he's really got to work on that. So uh, just so you know, uh, we are uh, uh, on the same page on the up and up. Uh, AEW has made the announcement through Sports Illustrated that this year's Double or Nothing pay-per-view will be happening on May 23rd at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. He, uh, when he released the statement, he said this. Last May, we sparked a revolution with our inaugural Double or Nothing pay-per-view uh, event in Las Vegas. Tony Khan said, Double or Nothing rocked the wrestling industry and led to Wednesday Night Dynamite, a top-rated weekly show on TNT, reaching millions of viewers worldwide and over 140,000 live event tickets sold to date. Um First of all, millions of people. Yeah. We see your ratings. And I, I, I was friendly and said that you have to add on ratings, but... 
he's just adding on everybody for the show since it started. So, including DVR place. But that's not the important part. I just want to read yeah. that statement. But uh, the important part is May 23rd. We get Double or Nothing. Uh, Ken, uh, Revolution uh, is coming up on February 29th. Mm. We may or may not be watching it. Uh, right yeah. now, it's in the air. We gotta. If enough people have interest to come watch it here at Dragon Master Games, we'll open up the space and we'll, we'll order it. But $50 is steep. I'm not paying that out of my own pocket. Oh, hell no. No, unless we get a, a big group to watch this. I, I'm not fully buying it. I will say this, though. With Double or Nothing, if you're considering it the all-in, all-out brand and supposed to be like the sequel, I would equate this that this is the second biggest pay-per-view of AEW, and this is going to set up the road to all-in. So this is essentially their Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I'm excited to see it go back to Vegas. I thought that it was... A good crowd for the last show, and obviously when they did their big reveal with Moxley coming out, the place exploded. So I have some hopes for it. I don't want to say too high, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it, and hopefully we get um, you know a little clarity of what they're going to wind up doing for All In or All Out or All Everything. I don't know what they're going to yeah, call it this time around. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I might be more interested to see uh, Double or Nothing. It feels like a bigger pay per view to me. Um, Revolution. If we watch it, we watch it. I mean, I'm I'm just not going to pay fifty dollars out of my pocket for it. No, no, I'm sorry, we'll and, get, I, and I refuse to steal it because I'm not that kind of asshole. No, we'll, we'll get people to chip in. Like and once I, again, I want to throw this out again. I want to throw it out. If you are a fan of AEW, when you steal their pay per views, then do not, do not, do not. I don't want to hear your shit. I don't want to hear that toxic shit yeah. on Twitter. You need to be supporting the company that you allegedly love. I just want to throw it out there. It's, it sickens me that as a person who is, you know, has a love-hate relationship with AEW here in the beginning, I want to see him succeed, but it's been very hard for me to watch. Uh, I, I want to point out that I have supported them more than some of their fans. Yeah. So I, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, the rest of the news is going to be kind of, well, I have one uh, non-related to this to end the news, but uh, the, most of it's going to be, be dealing with the uh, WWE uh, meeting for the quarterlies and the year endings. Uh, we've gotten many different responses uh, to it. Some people say that they're losing a lot. Some people say they're gaining a lot. Uh, we're going to give you the straight numbers and the straight facts on it and uh, then talk about some other things that Vince McMahon talked about on this conference call. So first up here, let's look at the numbers. The WWE reports 2019 results and their 2020 business outlook. Uh, here's the highlights for the fourth quarter. Revenues increased 18% to $322.8 million, which was the highest quarterly revenue in the WWE history. Operating income increased 87% to $99.8 million, and adjusted OIBDA1 increased 67% to a quarterly record of $107.6 million. There's where your record year. Uh, the WWE Network has, uh, some people call it a hemorrhage, uh, uh, subscribers. They've, they're down to 1.44 million subscribers, uh, which is down only 14%. Uh, I have to, my, my take on this is that there's a lot of people uh, who are sharing. Yeah. Because uh, they, they're not very good about stopping you from that. Uh, so uh, they, uh, SmackDown successfully transitioned to Fox broadcast with uh, where the viewership increased by 20% over the prior year, fourth quarter two, and NXT extended its reach airing live on USA Network for the first time. WWE completed content distribution agreements with BT Sport and Viacon CBS Channel 5 in the UK, Fox Sports in Latin America, PPP Sports in China, and Super Sport in Africa, providing strong platforms for reaching WWE audiences in these regions. Digital engagement continued to grow with video views up 10% to 34.5 billion 
and hours consumed up to 17 7% to nearly 1.3 billion across digital and social media platforms. It's a lot of content. Yeah. Uh return of capital to shareholders totaled a record 120.8 million in 2019. Not too shabby. Their business outlook is kind of this I'm not going to go through that. It's just kind of just stay the same. Yeah. yeah, you know, and to keep growing. Yeah, and you know, typical stuff you would hear at a conference call yeah. like that. So then there's a atypical stuff. So Vince McMahon gave his thoughts on AEW. Just want to throw it out there. Uh, during Thursday's investors call, uh, he uh, brought up that AEW has not changed our content at all because it's all about the characters, storylines, and resolutions. So it really hasn't changed our point of view and what we present. He then talked about how AEW has presented itself as more edgy product with its TV 14 rating by saying, we don't need a more edgy, as you call it, content. We're PG. One of the few programs out there that really is PG. So f- as far as NXT, NXT is competing on Wednesday nights with AEW and is doing extremely well and we're confident that nxt will continue on with its success i feel like he's not bullshitting no that was an honest statement from vince i don't i don't see where there's a problem there uh last uh, this one is what caught the internet on fire ken <laughs> really caught the internet on fire so yeah. during that same conference call vince mcmahon uh was said that uh he was thinking about exercising the selling of our rights to all the major streaming services so, uh, continuing, he said, we have a lot of options, McMahon said. Uh, we could continue on as we are now with an enhancement of a tier to the WWE Network, obviously. We also have an option right now. There's no more better time to exercise the selling of our rights to all the majors who, quite frankly, all the majors are really clamoring for our content. So, that could be a significant increase, obviously, in terms of revenue. Mind you, he's on a stockholders meeting. I just want conference call. And, of course, these people want to know how they're going to get their revenue back. Mm-hmm. I do not blame Vince McMahon for giving the option of, hey, we might shop around our content because it's worth a lot of money. How do we know it's worth a lot of money? Ask USA and Fox, who paid over a billion dollars a piece for it. Yeah, no, it it made sense, and it's nothing to really panic about, but it's smart business. Throw it out there, see what offers you're going to get. I mean, worst case scenario, you're going to get a text message from Tony and saying, you know, we'll air it on BR Live. (laughs) <laughs> exactly we'll air it we'll pay you for it yeah we, we need something we need to get past that hundred thousand mark but you try and tell me wrestlemania on saturday night would not draw on, oh, yeah. on network tv i think what they're setting up for is what we've been known they're setting up for for a while as a tiered platform on network now yeah. a lot of people are running with the story saying that they're going to start charging for pay-per-views i don't think that's the case i think what they're going to do is they're going to have the pay-per-views in a higher tier mm-hmm. i think what we're going to eventually see is a 15 dollars tier which has been rumored for a while and that tier will include all pay-per-views i think you'll have a tier below that's like a 13 dollars tier that maybe might have the big five by big five i mean money in the bank wrestle well wrestlemania money in the bank SummerSlam, survivor, survivor series, series and royal rumble and then and everything else you would have to buy on pay-per-view much like a fight.tv yeah uh and maybe they'll sell the rights to a fight.tv or somebody else but i i'm very certain that there's still going to be a tier on the network that you can pay for that will give you all the pay-per-views for free yeah and i think how they're going to balance it out is they're going to give you a bunch of new content they're looking to expand that indie market into doing more indie wrestling promotions on the network as well as expanding the nxt territory as we've long heard the rumors of NXT Australia, NXT Japan, and NXT Germany. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're going to see some expansion. That's I, I, that's all I feel. Yeah, and and it doesn't hurt to at least explore the option and see. I mean, we have been very lucky that it's only been nine ninety nine for the network as long as it's been out, and how game changing that has been. But if they want to try doing some evolution for it and and get some more revenue, 
as a business, I can't fault them on that. It's not like they're jacking up the price to 30 bucks a month or some nonsense like right. that. But like I said, we'll see when it plays out. I'm not going to be chicken little with the sky crawl crashing like you hear all these people. Yeah. I'm also not going to jump into the silliness that is going around right now that they're being investigated uh, by, uh, what was it? Somebody's, they're investigating oh, about the yeah, money yeah, situation. Yeah. Which, because they're basically some stock, basically how it went down is like they're being investigated because monies were moved to the XFL and some stockholders turned it in. And the problem is that they don't understand is WWE Entertainment doesn't just go the the stock is for the company World Wrestling Entertainment, which isn't just the wrestling company. It also includes anything else they're a part of. Yeah, and obviously I think everybody's in a little panicky since they had their two uh, corporate uh, vice presidents resign or, or get let go so or whatever I, that case is. They got fired. Yes. Uh, Vince fired them. Yeah. <laughs> or the board fired them, I should say. I've heard so much difference. I'm just uh, like, the, the story that I've gathered by piecing, but I didn't want to speak too much on it. We will jump in for a minute because uh, I don't want to get too far down it. But I can piece together from – because I usually like to read multiple things. Yeah, Somewhere there. in the gray area, you take all the common denominators that have to be the facts. From what I understand, it was a difference of opinion. They did get severance packages, by the way. I just want to point that out. It wasn't like a clean fucking, you're out the door, nothing. Yeah. So basically, they've done well, as we heard in the last quarter. Now, some places have said that they didn't do well. I don't understand where they're getting their numbers from when everything was a record set. You can check the you know numbers because mm-hmm. they're a publicly traded company. So uh, what ended up happening is that the, the two executives, the two presidents in question, they were trying to advance continuing those internet sales and all sorts of stuff on moving up. Which also Vince wants to do and the company wants to do as a whole. Now, Vince, you know, but Vince also would like to regain the quote unquote monopoly of the wrestling business. Yeah. So he wants to take some of the funds that they have, the overabundancy of funds that they got specifically from the Fox and USA deals, and not only put that towards the company and moving things, which things are obviously going in the right direction according to the numbers. But he also wanted to take those, uh, some of those funds and use it to buy new talent and new territories. Mm-hmm. When I said about expanding territories and more talent. So more places for talent to work and more territories so he can be bringing in the top tier guys. And also so he's procuring guys that he wants to keep from going elsewhere right. to big time, big money deals, which they've been doing. But this would open him up to more funds. And I guess these people were vehemently against it. And at the end of the day, uh, regardless of how you look at it, Vince McMahon... Uh, wrestling's in his blood and he wants to do what's right for what he believes is right for the wrestling company and his wrestling business uh so it was a basically a philosophical difference if you will Mm -hmm. and that's why they were let go that's the truth that i've gotten from multiple sources okay there's other things in the weeds and whatever that i do not care to report on because i don't know how true they are but when you match all the stories together those are the parts that all match yeah like i said i mean i only knew this was just in in you know reaction to the two people no longer being with the company like i said i was trying to track down myself and i was kind of getting lost in a little shuffle there just but i know that that caused like the stock price to drop so that's why uh, they kind of tied well any and in the business world i wouldn't read too much like of course wrestling journalists read like the sky is falling for everything yeah which hence i always do the quotes because fucking who cares they don't know anything the reason why the the that happens is anytime there's any imbalance in a company, the price will drop. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean that's typical. Business, I'm sure the but... price will bounce back up, especially after a strong week from the XFL. I we we are gonna we did this podcast a little early so we can watch the five o'clock game. But yesterday they had good ratings from what I understand from the XFL. They also had good gates and ticket sales. So I the, the first week of the XFL is going spectacularly well. Yeah, uh, and it's being very profitable from what I understand. Yeah. So therefore, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of people with XFL gear on at those stadiums. Yeah, and they were only 
sold at the stadiums because they they opened up the pro shop I think two days before. Yeah, so there's no say, way that you would have had just opened up. Yeah, they, the two days before the first game they opened up the pro shop, the online shop. So there's no way you would have gotten those in time to go to the game. Right. So those are things people were buying at the stands and from the blue meanie. The Blue Meanie, ladies and gentlemen, was at the, yeah, of all people, was at the DC Defenders game and said that uh, the lines to the merch were wrapped around the building. And mind you, this is a stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's it, <laughs> it's weird to envision because I don't know, like, not to go completely off tangent, but just the idea of the XFL coming back. And we talked about this on the UDPH this week. I am just with guarded trepidation. Like, nobody was clamoring for it. And Coach Duffy sold. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I like it. Duffy's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say this week. Uh, but yeah, the XFL. Like I, I don't know. Like I know he was texting our group chat about it, and I'm just like, by the way, New York Guardians for life. Oh yeah, I, I just don't know who to root for. So I just said, fuck it, I'm gonna root for the New York team. I, yeah, I'm jumping with you on that one too. <laughs> so I, there, there's no he hate me. There's no Las Vegas outlaws. So I, I yeah. know if there was I, a Las Vegas team, I because I'm a Las Vegas Raiders fan. That's right. I get to start saying that Las Vegas Raiders fan. I would have been a Las Vegas fan just because same city. But yeah. I'm from New York, so we're gonna go with New York in this one. Right. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I'm just saying, There's trust me, the stocks are going to come back around just because they're having a successful week. It, it, it's it's just going to happen. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, but the last thing I want to talk about, get us back into the wrestling world, uh, something that WWE did do that I'm not with. Uh, they've, they're at it again, butchering people's names. He's no longer your buddy, guy. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why are we so against first names on characters? He's no longer your buddy, guy. He's just Murphy now. So that's right. One half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. Formerly known as Buddy Murphy is now just Murphy. So Why? he's, he's Why? no longer your buddy guy. I got to do that segment. I just say, I ain't your guy, buddy. Oh my God. Like, then he just responded, I ain't your buddy guy. I'm it, your Murphy guy. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Like, where the, what the hell is it against <laughs> first names? Like, not everybody is Cher, Madonna, Prince, Rusev, Cesaro, Murphy. Andrade. Yeah, it's like. Well, he's suspended, but still. Yeah. Andrade. Pretty soon it's going to be Garza. Garza, yeah, don't jump, don't don't judge it. It probably will be. Yeah, that's why I say it's going to be Garza. I mean, who else can they do? Oh, they can do a lot of people, man. Uh, it's 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 weird to me. I'm surprised it isn't Rollins already. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think he's safe. I'm waiting for Braun just to be Braun. No, they'll fuck that up and just be Strowman. Strowman. <laughs> Strowman. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just waiting for it to go and and start having a reverse. It just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. He's been operating on that for a while. It's what he's known as. I don't get why you change the name. If you know, like it was like I, I, I'll defend it a little bit. When Adrian Neville became just Neville, they did it when he moved up to the main roster. So he was never Adrian Neville on Raw or SmackDown. Mm -hmm. He was just Neville. So I get that because you're like, okay, so the character when you bring him up to the masses is just one name. I mean, I still didn't get why you couldn't be Adrian Neville, but okay, that's cool. But Buddy Murphy has been operating as Buddy Murphy on 205 Live and on Raw and on SmackDown for a year now. So I don't understand why all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, just Murphy. Unless it's part of the uh, Rollins-tology or the... Uh, oh, it might or, be. You never, well, if, they, if they work it in that way, maybe. Yeah. You can only have one name. Yeah. If they if they try doing that... Um, with uh, we, his name should be Midian, naked Midian. Oh, oh, oh God. No. <laughs> bring back, bring back naked Midian, baby. You know that'd be naked Slater. Yeah, well, I, I'm in. Fuck it, bring back naked Slater. Bring bring in naked Slater. I was gonna say uh, the we 3MB. need more Heath Slater. We need more three MB. The takeover is happening. Listen, uh, Heath Slater is the only one that's not going to be world champion here in a minute. That just let that sink. Never in. say never. NXT world champ. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, uh, that's going to be it for Quick Kits in the mid-card. We are going to take our final break. If you're listening on Patreon, you can look forward to hearing us talk about Chris Jericho claiming that Vince McMahon had something to do with him going to AEW, uh, and not in a bad way. It's kind of interesting. And uh, if not, you're going to hear another uh, great uh, promo spot from one of our podcasting friends. When we come back, it'll be the main event time, and we are going to be previewing TakeOver Portland. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things from the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Wrestling fans, are you ready? That's right, Michael Buffer bringing us in. Good friend of the show, by the way. Michael Buffer. Yes. We, we appreciate you. Uh, we did kind of just brought it to my attention. Before we jump in, it's the main event, but before we jump in to uh, the wonderful world that is TakeOver Portland, uh, I forgot a, a huge news segment. I don't know how I forgot this, but it might tie into TakeOver Portland. So, Ken, there was a couple huge signings in the WWE this past week. Yeah, they definitely decided to drop a, a nice little bombshell heading into NXT TakeOver. Now, I'm not saying we're going to see these two gentlemen on the show. I'm saying it's a 50-50 that we are going to see them. They did sign, according to Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet, they did sign t- one Timothy Thatcher, original member of Imperium, which Walter tweeted out and was very ecstatic to see him get added to the roster. And Killer Cross is officially WWE bound. That's right. They signed his uh, longtime girlfriend, Scarlett Bardot, yep. over the summer. And now Killer Cross is on his way, which at the time he was the second hottest free agent, only behind Marty Skrull. Now both of them have found homes. Ironically enough, neither in AEW. This comes back to me, and, and once again, I know the, the fucking Kool-Aid drinkers, and I know we didn't play it, so here, here's your warning. We need a drink. Prisoners don't get drinks. Oh, oh yeah? Hey, Kool-Aid! Yeah. Here comes Kool-Aid. Yeah, so, you know, the Kool-Aid drinkers, guys, I, I just want to throw it out here, and I, it's not really... They need to make some moves. There's Why are these guys signing with World Wrestling Entertainment or Ring of Honor or Impact and not with AEW? There's got to be a reason. I don't want to hear this lame-ass excuse that they don't want a large roster. That's bullshit. And we all know that because there's no way they couldn't have uh, definitely. Killer Cross is a made-for-television guy right now, mm-hmm. man. He would be a game-changer. He's When you signed Wardlow, you were trying to sign Killer Cross, basically. Yeah. Well, like Killer Cross does the job better. Yeah. Killer you can't Cross. convince me any he, money on the mic, money in the ring. That dude's a star. Yeah, and just wait till he, they pair him up with Scarlett Bordeaux. You're gonna get the Killer Smoke show down there. Oh yeah, which he's gonna be at NXT from early rumors I've been hearing, and I think that's a perfect fit for him. Yeah, it's gonna be great. He's yeah. gonna come up through those ranks great, and then transition to Raw or SmackDown easy. Uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher, I'm not surprised there because Ring Conf is the thing. Yeah. So that basically NXT and NXT UK hold every member of Ring Conf, uh, you know, prior to Walter's group, prior to uh, uh, NXT. Yeah. So, great addition. There you there. go. And Timothy Thatcher uh, wrestled for NXT UK as well before in the past. Not signed, but he was wrestling there. So he was also, I do believe, in the title tournament. I want to yes. say he was in the title tournament. Yes, NXT he was. UK title tournament. 
Uh, so, you know, hey, good signings by them. Once again, man, AEW, man, the past two weeks, WWE is really on their job. Mar- Mercedes Martinez signed. We got Thatcher. You got Killer Cross. Ring of Honor signed the biggest one of them all with Marty Skrull a couple weeks ago, and you guys are sitting there with your dick in hand. I'm just throwing it out there. Just what is the game plan now, guys? I know maybe the text message didn't go through. Maybe resend it. You know, maybe try snail mail. I don't know at this stage. They got to do something. They need to make a big splash between now and WrestleMania. I don't know how. I don't know who. Like, who is going to be out there to really move the needle? I know Brody Lee is mentioned. And, I mean, sure, that I'll believe be, it when I see it. I, yeah. I think you should go there. I think they should sign him. If they didn't sign him, it's a mistake. Yeah, no, that's, but... that's why I fully think. Like, I think he did get signed there. I, I do sense that he did in my unofficial ODPH guess. But they also need to make a big splash. The Revival is not a big enough it's not a big splash but I mean they should sign them uh, I've said it for a while they should sign the Ascension yeah the Ascension should get signed EC3 not that they, that's a big splash not that not that these are like gigantic splashes but there's something to sign Brian Cage they get to get the deal done yeah I don't know what's going on I don't on know there. what's going on there they said it was a done deal they made that waves because the Marty Skrull thing and the Mercedes Martinez thing came out and then his wife came out and then we haven't heard shit from it so I don't know Impact wrote him off, so we know he's not back in Impact. Yeah, so technically he's a big free agent. We don't know if everybody's going to just debut it. By the way, if he if he if he fucking shows up in Florida, <laughs> NXT Takeover, guys, like the Brian Cage can't get away from you and join WWE. He can't. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's because he's a megastar. I'm saying it because it would look real bad with you having that egg on your face. It would be just as bad as you know the time that you said that CM Punk was coming and then he went back to WWE. I I understand. The marks are getting mad and saying, "Hey, Rich, he's not in WWE. He's he's signed to whatever, but he's still in the fold." And uh, of course, it would also be almost as big as the egg on your face that you got when your boy Marty Skrull signed with Ring of Honor over you. I mean, how crazy would it be if we saw him this Sunday? at NXT TakeOver Portland. Oh, think about that. This upcoming Sunday, February 16th from the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. I do believe the start time is 7 p.m. Yes. Uh, it is going to be TakeOver Portland. Uh, you know what's awesome about this? Is the first. Uh, this is one of the few Sunday shows for these guys. First time ever, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think so. I don't think they've ever had one before. Yep. So we're going to see. These matches are in no order. I have six of them listed. We did talk earlier. I do think that we're probably going to get a Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong match. With that being said, we might not. We might not. But I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. If not, it's going to be on an NXT uh, show. You know, so get get used to it. So we won't go over that one, but, uh, you know, I'm assuming that that possibly could happen. But we have six uh, matches listed for this card, and these are in no exact order because I'm just reading them off of the site. So uh, we got Keith Lee, your North American champion, defending the title against... Dominic Dijakovic. I'm sorry, he's Donovan Dijak for me until further notice. I know, that's why I always mess up his name because I always want to say Donovan Dijak. But anyways, we have that feud continuing on on TakeOver Portland for the NXT North American title. Who you got? Uh, You can't go against Keith Lee right now, one of the hottest names on any brand in pro wrestling right now. This is going to be a great match. These two have amazing chemistry for being their size too. Both super athletic, both can really go in the ring. Give it about 10, 15 minutes and watch them tear it up. This is a great feud. They've, they, this, is the, this, feud. this is the feud that's, that's really – this is the feud that got carried right onto instantly onto USA Network. And I really feel like this is what made Keith Lee. Uh, because these two guys are bulls. They're gigantic guys, but they do some of the most athletic shit you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, I think Keith Lee goes over. 
And it's still, it's still your NXT North American champion, but it's going to be a great match. It's yeah. going to be a great match. And like I said, this is the first feud from USC, USC television. Yeah. So All about all, this. All power to him. And what I'm going to call, it's, it says listed as a street fight, but we're going to call it a Portland street fight because why not? You know, you see what I did there, promoter style, you know? Portland street fight. And this match is a grudge match of, of all of this. We got Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. We're going to finally get to see the payoff to the uh, heel turn of Dakota Kai. Uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Honestly, I, I'm looking for carnage. I, these two girls have had a blood feud. It's a street fight. I think they're going to take it to that level because both of them are tough. I love Dakota Kai as a heel. Yeah. Love Dakota Kai as a heel. I she was one of those people that I was like, yeah, like Bailey. That I was like, oh man, you can't make her a heel. Then she becomes a heel, and you're like, wow, amazing heel. Probably better in the face. Uh, man, I don't know. I want to see this match go on. So because of, I, I'm just going to go by the fact of what I want to see. I think Dakota Kai wins because I, I want to see this feud continue. So I'm going to go with Dakota Kai. All right, so a couple of quick things here. One, since this is in Oregon, I'm going to call this a Westland street fight. <laughs> it's home of the American gangster Chael P. Sonnen. Can I get Chael and Morrow on commentary just for this match? That would be amazing. I think uh, Chael should be in WWE, period. Oh, I agree. Put them two on this and let them go. So that being said, Dakota Kai, you hit a point I was going to say right on the head. This is the Bailey heel turn that needed to happen for her in NXT. You can see the character growth and how she's embraced this role, and she's killing it. Oh, my God, she's killing it. Um, I fully see her going over Tegan in this one. Has to go over, continue this feud into Mania. Let it go. I mean, this is one of the best things they're doing on, on NXT. Speaking of a feud in NXT that's good because it gave us the return of the this gentleman, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano is up next one-on-one. Uh, who wins in this match? The fans. Yes. But, uh, Ken, break it down. Okay, so Finn Balor returning to reclaim his throne of being Mr. NXT. Johnny Gargano is Mr. Takeover. This could be your match of the night. Uh, I'm going to say between this and Keith Lee and Dijak, this is going to be up there. This is going to be an absolute crazy match. you got to give it to Finn Balor, though. Uh, it's something about Johnny Gargano. He's always in the match of the night. He always comes up short. And I, th- I, I really want to see Finn win this so we can still build off this feud. You know what, man? I, I would agree with you, but I'm going to disagree. I think Johnny Wrestling goes over. Okay. I, I'm going to share with you why. Johnny Wrestling is going to win this match. He's going to make that big impact. He's going to slay the dragon that is Finn Balor this time around. And uh, I'll make that reason clearer later. But I think this match is going to be a phenomenal match. It's two of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Oh, yeah. uh, this is going to be one of those matches where, as corny as it sounds, what I said earlier, the fans are going to be the winners hardcore in this match. Uh, next up, we have for the NXT Tag Team Championships, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon, whatever the fuck you want to call them, but you got you have to call them the NXT Tag Team Champions. They're going to take on the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Uh, my take on this match is interesting. It's going to be a great tag match. I mm. mean, let's be honest. All four of these guys can go. Uh, is there a better team? Then the Undisputed Area? Probably not. Not at the moment. Uh, they're sitting on top of the wrestling world pretty. Uh, I, I love Pete Dunne. I love Matt Riddle. Uh, there's been a thing, though, where the winners of the tournament don't usually uh, pull it off. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be one of those cases. And I think one of the, it's going to be one of those cases because I don't know what's going on with Matt Riddle. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the back that Matt Riddle is, uh, you know... 
a problem child, if you will. And I don't know if they're going to reward him with a championship. With that being said, though, they've rewarded other people like the Usos slash the Revival when they're problem children with belts. So you never know. They could do it just to settle a, a dispute. But I'm going to pick the Undisputed Era because I think that WrestleMania and a bigger match against a different tag team is where they're going to drop it. I hope the Undisputed Era wins clean. And what I mean by this is you're right. The Dusty Rhodes Classic usually has the tag team that's th- that's put together magically break up after this. Last year, if memory serves me right, this is when Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne and joined the Undisputed Era. No, two years ago. Because last year, Alistair Black and Ricochet won, and they lost on their way out the door. Right. So that being said, I I want to see Undisputed Era just win clean, and the Broserweights just kind of go their own way. I don't need to really see a, a match between those two. I wouldn't mind it. But I'm not, like, clamoring for it. And I, I do fully agree that we're going to see a better tag match with the Undisputed Era at Mania. I don't know who, though, because there's not a tag team that they've signed unless they want... Imperium. Well, that would be money. Baby and Ackner, Marcel Bethel. Will, I think they'll get the title shot at Mania. I'm, and you know what? I'll be perfectly fine with that. Because I think there's big things in the future for Imperium. In, in regular NXT, I'm just don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get you. All right. Main, uh, one of the main events. We've got two main events, technically. For the NXT Championship, your champion, Adam Cole, baby. baby. Taking on, you know, daddy's home, Tommaso Ciampa. So is Goldie coming home with daddy? Is he not? I, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, and still, your NXT champion, uh, Adam Cole. I think Adam, it's going to be a great match, but I think Adam Cole is going to add another notch into his belt. And that notch will be Tommaso Ciampa going forward to having the most amazing year that uh, he is having. And I think it's going to culminate with a three-way match at WrestleMania, at, uh, on WrestleMania proper, or a four-way match. It's going to be a three- or four-way match, so I can see it going either way. But it's definitely going to be Adam Cole versus Ciampa versus Gargano and possibly Finn Balor. They're going to do three or four guys in that match. I'm, I'm putting money on it. And it will be on the main card of WrestleMania. But I think you have to have Adam Cole enter as champion for that to happen. Right. I am going to go out on a limb and say, and new champion. I have this weird sinking suspicion that this will be Adam Cole's swan song from NXT. I got a feeling he's going to get called up to a different show. And I think that he'll be a night after Mania. Like, he'll debut at Mania doing something, setting up a feud. Maybe with, pending if it's Braun Strowman as the IC title holder. Uh, depends on the mid-card title of who's got, you know, the U.S. title at the stage. Because uh, I'm blanking on who's got the belt at this. Andrade. Andrade. Uh, then I think fully you're going to see Cole versus Braun at Mania. And I think this is a swan song. Because I still think, I do like your idea, though, you are going to see a triple threat uh, for the NXT men's title at Mania, and I think you're going to see Finn versus Gargano versus Ciampa. Okay, fair enough. I just think that they would have the Mania swan song for him and call it a night. That, but you never know. It, yeah. could be, it could go either way. I'm happy with either one. But that brings us to the last match we have as of right now, and this one has the biggest WrestleMania implications involved in it. For the NXT Women's Championship, your champion, Rhea Ripley, taking on the best pure athlete in the business. That's right, I said it. The EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. 
do not overlook Bianca Belair, but I do not think it's her time. No, it's definitely not. Uh, I think all guns are going Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title at WrestleMania. In fact, you have Charlotte come out at the end and finally make her choice that she is going to fight Rhea Ripley. Do you have her cost Bianca Belair because she wants Ripley, or do you have her just come out after Ripley wins in a clean win? After she wins. I, I think, I mean, granted, if she did come out and cost Bianca Belair, I'd have no issue with that. In fact, if you're going to do a pay-per-view, what, Elimination Chamber? I'm not counting the Saudi show. The Saudi show doesn't exist in my world. Yeah. Um, you're going to have, what, the Elimination Chamber before Mania? I do believe so, yes. Unless you want to have her cost Bianca Belair there and then have Bianca come out to face Charlotte at Elimination Chamber just for a one-off, just to you know kill, continue the feud on, on you know big TV. Or I don't want to say big TV, uh, you know, Raw or SmackDown TV. I'm perfectly fine with that. But I, either way, Ripley wins. The announcement's finalized, and we all get Charlotte versus Rhea Mania. That's that's a lock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a lock. Lock that in because that's 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 definitely in. That's yeah. definitely happening. I don't think that's gonna. There's anything gonna change there. It'd be a great match though. Oh, it's gonna be a great match. Rhea Ripley, phenomenal. Both these women are young, super young, super athletic. They, these are the future. This is the future of wrestling. Yeah. And this is why when I say about women's division, and I say stuff like you know that you need to make a strong women's division. Don't worry about the intergender stuff. I mean, I don't care if you're doing it or not, but a strong women's division will take you to the promised land. This is why because you have two of the youngest, two of but yet most athletic and best wrestlers already. Look how good they are in their early twenties. Can you only imagine how good they're going to be in ten years? Mm. I mean, we're talking about Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. These these two are going to main event pay-per-views on Raw and SmackDown yeah. in the future. The women's division in WWE is alive and very strong for the future. Mm-hmm. And and you're, and you're making it even better when you got a player coach like Mercedes Martinez down there. Sarah Amato still the head coach. You know, like... <laughs> you've got you've got so much going for the women coming up in WWE that if I'm if I'm a female wrestler I'm trying to get there. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you on that. And I, that's not even talking about the rest of the town, like the Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai's of the world and the Mia Yims of the world, and, and the lists go on and on. And obviously looming in everybody's over everybody's shoulder, Shayna Baszler, which I'm assuming something big's going to happen with her for WrestleMania as well. Yeah, her and Becky. Yeah, I'm. Just, I, there's no way that that's not the match. Yeah, no way. That's the money match, man. Because we know we know uh, Rousey's not coming back. No, R- Ronda has officially said she's not coming back. She's not coming back. So Shayna Baszler's the big match. So I'm assuming that we're going to see the setup for that possibly next week. Mm-hmm. It is. It is tomorrow when tomorrow night when you hear this because this is going to be released on Monday. Uh, when you hear this, this tonight will be wrestling, and I, the main event of Raw is going to be Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Yep. And I'm not going to be surprised if that match doesn't end somehow with Shayna Baszler involved. Yeah, her coming out right at the end and beating the crap out of Becky. That's what I. That's what we need. That's yeah. what Becky needs. Becky needs to get bloodied again. I, I just want to throw this out there. Becky's hitting a part of a wall of her character. The best thing that could happen for her is on accident, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. she gets popped in the face and busts, uh, gets busted open. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she should get legit butt popped in the face. But I'm just telling you, if she got some color tomorrow, because that's what started it all against a badass like Shayna Baszler, I'm telling you, she would get that instant boost back back up. Yeah. Fully agree with that. That's you. what she needs. She needs a badass to go after her. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. She needs that more than anything. So I think we're going to see that tomorrow night. And uh, that's just my call. Because why else do Asuka versus Becky Lynch so quick again? Yeah, unless... 
reasons. I don't know. Like I, I have no, no nothing. In no, they do drop the ball all the time on Raw and SmackDown. Let's be honest. So yeah, there could be numerous reasons, but I think that right now that's the smart money. Yeah, kill time between the Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan feud because that's going to be money. Oh yeah, baby. That's, I can't that's, wait that's, for that's that going to be the match of the year right there. Yes. And that's right. That is the three count. That means this show is done. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. But before we go, Ken M, how can the people find you? Ocho Duro Parlay Hour.com has everything that is the ODPH, our directory that you can find the 3FN network on. But you're listening to it right now, so you know where to find 3FN. And you can definitely check out A122 Productions. Off the Cuff Gaming, Excite Wrestling, which I do own. I mean, I've been told. Uh, the promoter might be coming on the show to talk about all things that they have going on. They just made three big announcements going on for March 7th, uh, that weekend. Uh, so if you want to find out about that, go check out ExciteWrestling.com and check out their Facebook page where they are extremely more active. So I, I yeah, can't. True. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest with you. It's not a shot at them. It's just you want everything excite. It goes there first for the public, and then it goes right to the webpage. So, a lot of things going on March 7th that you need to know about, especially the comedy show that was just announced too. So for that, you need to go there. And how do you get there? OchoDuroParleyR.com. You can go there, check out the parlay points. You can check out the music of the show, where you can hear bands such as Shout Out the Robots, who you hear on the 3FI Network. You can hear Floodlands, who is the theme music for this show. Uh, ruins his amazing thing. Jimmy Gazik does send his regards. He is trying to figure out a time to come on the wrestling show. He has asked about this. I said, just let Rich know, and we will make this happen, brother. Uh, maybe Mania. I don't know. Mania, we got a lot of people trying to get booked on this show to come on. Yeah, we got we got a lot of bookings. Uh, we just have to get them times, maybe times. Yeah, that's the only thing we got to worry about with that, but if... Any, any we're going other... to be doing some late night podcasting coming up soon. I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. Because there's a couple people that are not in our time zone that can only come on at nighttime. So I'm, I I know that's coming in the future sometime. Yeah. WrestleMania week could get very interesting. There might be some multiple shows. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I might, I mean, we might be doing more than one show in that case. Yeah. I got a, I got a feeling about that. But all the music that you're going to hear on those shows, you can find on OchoDoraPileAR.com. And like I say, Bloodlands is on there. Shout out the Robots is on there. Second Suitor, who's going on tour this week, is on there as well. And there, Tyler definitely wants to come on and talk New Japan Pro Wrestling. He has made this very, very clear to me in a couple of messages as since we had him on the ODPH. And on there, you can also find out about all the great groups that we are in. So shout out to hashtag 607 Podcast, hashtag Pod Nation, hashtag Next Wave. So you can definitely find out all the Podchaser links on there. Stop by hear a show, leave a review, because one thing that we didn't touch upon this week was February 8th was Pod Review Day on Podchaser. And I guess this is going to be something that happens every month now. So the 8th of every month is recommended that you go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pod, uh, Podbean, any place that you have a podcast you find and you can leave a review, leave a review for your show, whichever one you really enjoy. So... You like 3FN, you should definitely leave them a review. You like the ODPH, leave a review. Anything like that helps get the algorithm out and more people to find the show. So all that information is on OchoDuroPaleHour.com. 
Yeah, there you go again. Of course, uh, once again, we'll do the rundown. Facebook, uh, on Facebook, we got Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Like the page, share the page. Uh, help us spread the word of nerd on Facebook. Also, we're on Twitter and Instagram, at Three Fat Nerds Pod on both. Uh, for all the social medias, use the hashtag 3FNW to talk about the wrestling show. Uh, go to 8122productions.com to get all your information about everything we do here at 8122 Productions, whether that's the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, whether it's the wrestling show, or whether it's Horror Zone 607. It is all there on our roof. We also have a Friends of the show list that you can get to ochoduroparleyhour.com from because they're uh, on the friends of the show also uh, floodlands is there also shout out the robots is there and of course one uh, that we didn't mention earlier from uh, melbourne australia our friends the phosphines are also on there so check those, all those guys out links are to their them as well and second suitor will be on there soon as well because they'll be added in the rotation here on this show as well uh, so check them out as well and then of course we have our local sponsors dragon master games that's where we have our studio out of uh, here at 1235 upper front street bingham to New York uh, for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs DragonMasterGames.com and uh, like their page on Facebook to see what's going on in the shop Dragon Master Games uh, so check those guys out for sure and uh, thank you for providing us with the 8122 Production Studios uh, it's not a gimmick if you sometimes hear noise in the background it's because it's a very uh, uh, live and functioning gaming store there's a D&D going on currently and also Magic the Gathering on Sundays usually and sometimes uh, the, the Smash Brothers tournaments to go on here as mm. well so there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on here uh, with that being said, though, you know, it's been a great week. Lots of great topics. Uh, we will be back next week, not on Sunday or Monday. Uh, whenever I, we got to work out when that day is because we want to give come back after NXT TakeOver uh, Portland. We're going to work it on our schedule so we can give you a review show, maybe have somebody on. We'll, we'll reach out when we figure out the date. But definitely tune in next week. You get our review of uh, NXT uh, TakeOver Portland and so much more uh, for Ken M and myself. I'm saying thank you. And then I'm going to leave you with... I have spoken.